Bonjour et bienvenue. Welcome to the season premiere of season two of the Collaboration Cafe. My name is Jeff, and with me, as always, my good friend and co-host Caroline. Bonjour. Season premiere makes it sound so fancy. We are fancy. Firm. I love that. Yeah, well, it's actually our second and a half season, technically, but to say our welcome to our second and a half season sounds kind of silly. So we'll just call it our, it's like season 2.0, right? Yeah, we're rounding. We don't 2. have 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it is that time of year again. Everybody is getting ready to head back to work. Caroline's already at work. I go back to work on Monday, as I'm sure many of our Friends and colleagues across the state of North Carolina will also be heading back to work uh, for the first time tomorrow, or if not tomorrow, one day this week. Um, how is your school year heading? You've already been with kids for, what, a week now? Yeah, so we had kids on Tuesday. So on August 6th was our first day with students. Um, it was pretty good. It was a bit of a rough start to the school year. We had, um, this is going to be a bit of a not fun thing to talk about but we had one of our student athletes basically gotten this like horrible freak accident when they were doing the field for football like that was their community service project mm -hmm. and he ended up passing away on monday the day before we went back to school oh my gosh so it was definitely a unique start it was very weird to figure out kind of how to how to start things off because you know everyone was feeling a bit of the effect and so it was a unique start to the school year but I mean I'm happy I'm excited to be back in it I I had like you know six days off in summer I was very bored <laughs> well, that is uh, actually our, our topic today. We're, we're talking about we're doing a summer recap and because uh, uh, we both have been pretty busy this summer, but Caroline more so than myself. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about summer so, PD so and summer self-care and all that good stuff. Um, so. Um, so, yeah. So summer, let's let's recap. Uh, you've had a super busy summer. I guess we could start with you because it's far more interesting than mine. I mean, it's not fair to compare because you have like small children and stuff. And I'm 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 pretty much trying to trying to get it while the getting's good as far as having freedom and mobility, because everybody tells me to do all this stuff now while I can, which is depressing. It's not like that. Yeah like oh make sure you do all the fun things before you have kids so that's very much the message i receive so i've been pressured to kind of do it all although i will say you are a good example of having kids does not slow you down because you're still traveling and doing stuff yeah it's all about finding that balance you know and i mean my kids are older now so it, it definitely makes it easier my oldest is about to be 16 and my youngest is uh, knocking on 12. So, um, oh, okay. so they don't want I mean, to anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I mean, when they were younger, you know, I was uh, a different teacher because I, I didn't have the freedom that I have now. So, well, um, I used every bit of it that I had because I basically was on like 10 different airplanes this summer. It was crazy. The kids graduated 
in the morning. And then that afternoon, I got on a plane to go to Rennes in France to work with the study abroad program that I work with in the summer, which is very, very cool. And that's where we met. And if you want to know more about it, hit it, hit us up on Facebook. I think we gave up on the website and now we're just using Facebook. Is that pretty much i mean the website's still out there but um yeah you can always reach us uh on our facebook page you can find us at the collaboration cafe and you can certainly email us um at the collaboration cafe at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you we really would and especially if you want to ask me questions about the study abroad program it's really cool we'll chat about it but basically i was gone for four weeks the kids would take classes in the morning and then I would go in the afternoon and take them to different activities and talk them down if they were panicking, which happened a lot this summer. So I I had lots to do. Um, and then I got home on Sunday and on Monday we did AP training, which Jeff was we at. Did. Yes, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Yeah, I have so much to say, but I'm just going to say what I did next. And then AP training ended on a Thursday. And then that Friday at six in the morning, I got on a flight to Philadelphia to go to the AATF National Convention, which was super neat. I really, that was a cool experience. And so we can talk about all this later, but that was pretty much it. I came back. I thought. I thought I was going to go to the True Crime Museum in Tennessee. It's like four hours from where I live. It's very, it's, you know, it's definitely niche interest. Uh, But I really wanted to go to the True Crime Museum, but I got home from Philadelphia and I basically like laid on my couch for six days straight. I was so tired. I I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go maybe next, next whenever next well, it gives you something to look forward to and on a fall break or something yep that's true well i lived vicariously through you this summer um i missed so badly i missed so badly working abroad um i was and i think we talked about this no we didn't talk about this in the last podcast because everything happened so last minute um you as, know what happened we talked about it, but we uh, did not. That was a <laughs> that was an episode that we recorded and talked over, and then lost the file, or the file was corrupted. That is very much. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah. So I was supposed to uh, not work with Caroline this summer, but I was supposed to be working with uh, the same organization that we both work for. Um, I was supposed to be working in Senegal on a new program they just launched. And, um, the last minute I had to back out about three, well, it was like the last three weeks of the school year. My, my school, um, got a hold of some grant money and they wanted to send me to, um, an AP training, which, um, it's a funny story that, uh, Caroline also, um, unbeknownst to both of us was also planning to attend. So it was cool. We did get to work together over the summer, but not in the same way that we would normally work together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was devastated. I was living vicariously through the Senegal's team blogs and I was living vicariously through your blogs and photos and everything. And it made me very sad to be, um, not working overseas this summer. You know, my favorite thing about working overseas this was, this year was. What's that? 
gosh, for a second, I wanted to say not having you there, but that seemed too far. No, <laughs> I, I didn't have to write a single blog. The other girls that I was working with volunteered to do it because they enjoyed it. And I did other stuff to, to, you know, to equalize it. I did. You definitely things. had your hands full from what you shared. Yeah. But, uh, that was my favorite thing was how they were like, yeah, I love to write the blog. I got it. I was like, yes. And shout out to them because I really did enjoy their blog. It, it was really well done. It was really well written. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll put the link on Facebook. Oh yeah, know. we should. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. I'll leave that. To, I'll do that after we uh, finish the recording today. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I mean, it was very nice in one respect to, to stay home because I have been on the go for the past four summers. I've been working overseas. So it was kind of nice to just sit home and I got some things done around the house. Not exactly like fun. I mean, I, I painted my house, um, needed to be done like two years ago. The What's that? The sense of accomplishment is really nice. Well, there is that. There is that. So, I mean, I did get some things done around the house, and it was nice to spend time with uh, my wife and the and the kids. And um, so it was it was good. I mean, I did miss it, but at the same time, it was also nice to be home and just kind of have a a very chill two yeah. months off. And it's a it's tiring. It sounds like a fun like oh we're gonna. Oh, it's definitely tiring. It's work. Things. It's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, it definitely is. So I was exhausted to the point where I got back and I was like, just could not move off of the couch. And then just, you know, watched a lot of Netflix. And then I was like, well, going back to work, my school. So we have summer institute during the optional teacher work days. Our optional teacher work days were July 24th and 25th. So optional, but yet required, it kind of sounds like. It's if you go to the optional work days, you have to go to the summer institute. Okay. So it's it's one of those. So I presented on the morning of the 25th. And then I, I negotiated terms beforehand, essentially, because my admin asked me if I would present this thing. And I was like... I don't know. I don't really want to go to Summer Institute. Uh, so I presented and then I took a half day and I went to the pool afterwards. And that was pretty much like that day really summarized the essence of my summer. Like a little work, a little play, half and half. It's, it was a balancing act, but it was totally fun. That's cool. I forgot another thing I was going to share that um, being home this summer actually afforded me some some cool opportunities. I've um, I'm rediscovering my theater roots, and I did a sh I did a show this summer. Um, so I was home to rehearse, so that was cool. And uh, I performed in um, the the name of the play is an adult evening with Shel Silverstein. Now, that was a lot of fun. Adult. Adult, because that's the name of this. You can find the play. It's a, a series of sketches written by uh, the poet that everybody probably knows, Michelle Silverstein. But he also wrote, um, he's written songs and he's written um, a couple of uh, two, I believe it's two collections of, of sketches, short sketches. And they are very much... Um, adult natured <laughs> adult natured and uh, some pretty strong language and very twisted situations that you would expect from his poetry if you're familiar with his poetry um so the the sketches were uh 
a little dark and uh, a little twisted, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot oh, of fun okay. and it was really well received uh, by audience members. And then I just auditioned uh, not too long ago, about a week or so ago for another production coming up this fall. And I was cast in that. So I'll be performing later this fall in on golden pond. So I'm excited for that. Do you know the performance dates yet? I do. It's uh, opens uh, October 11th and runs through the following weekend. <gasps> what if I come see you? Would that be you fun? should totally come. Oh, you should totally fun. come. Okay. It'll be, okay. it'll be fun. We'll talk, we'll talk more about that off the air, but yeah, you At should totally end? come. I'll 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 bring a giant bunch of roses, and at the end, I'm not going to give you the individual flowers. I'm going to rip the petals off of them, and then just throw rose petals so they cascade <laughs> onto the stage. That would be awesome. That'll I'll be- make sure you get a front row seat to make that easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, other than your chill summer and your theater stuff, how did you like uh, our AP training? <laughs> um hmm like like is a strong word i i i didn't really like it um so we want to talk today about summer pd um it's a reality for a lot of teachers uh whether you are sent by your school or whether you elect to go on your own that is the focus of today's episode and um so let's just kind of, I guess, begin by talking about summer PD in general, um, your thoughts about it and my thoughts about it. And then we'll talk about our particular experience, which was not a really great one, unfortunately, to say. Um, okay. We'll talk about why. So what are your what are your thoughts? Um, you know, we talked about this. I know you were just interviewing teachers and we talked about this as a possible question for you during your recent interviews. Um, oh, oh, can I can I yeah. a quick pause? Hey, guys out there, if you know a Spanish teacher that would love to work in Mooresville High School with myself, uh, we are currently accepting uh, applications for that. Uh, please apply. You haven't had anybody good come through yet? Uh, no. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> we candidates. Um, okay. We're we'll waiting about- for the right person. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll talk more about that too off the air, but, uh, well, we were, we were talking, um, when you were asking me for some feedback on questions about, you know, PD, um, you know, I think nobody's going to argue with us when we say, I think it's, well, it's required because we need to maintain our license, but, um, you know, some teachers will do the bare minimum to maintain their license. And, Teachers like yourself and myself who often exceed um, the requirement uh, just because we enjoy it. Uh, We really do enjoy PD um, when it's done right and when it's specific to our content area. We've talked about this before. Uh, The one PD for all that doesn't quite work for all. Um, But, uh, you know, summer PD is a a special situation because oftentimes um, it's PD that the teacher elects to do himself or herself, or sometimes, uh, like in my case, and was your case, was your case a volunteer or did your teacher, did your administration like tell you you're going to this or did you self-select for AP training? Yeah. So I've been pushing to be AP trained for a while. Um, and I think our stories are pretty similar. We've, we've kind of talked about this. Yeah. 
supposed to be AP trained for a while. The stupid thing cost like what, $700? I think it was like eight plus. Well, for you, you lived there. I had to pay hotel and meal expenses and mileage. So for me, it cost my school a lot more than it cost your school, but it's still expensive. It's like seven or $800 for the four days. But here's the thing. Neither of our schools paid for it because the reason we ended up in the same training is because DPI released the scholarships. So North Carolina Department of Public Instruction, uh, those guys, they released a bunch of scholarship money for AP training for over the summer, and it was first come, first serve. And so my admin, she knows I've been pushing for my AP certification for a while. She saw the thing. She sent it to me and was like, I need this to be done today with the application since it was first come, first serve. That's the same message I got, too. Yeah. And so that's pretty much what happened is my school didn't pay for it. The state paid for it. And had it been, had they not released the scholarships, it would have been, again, really difficult for me to go because that is a ton of money. And these are very lean times in North Carolina. Um, We still don't have a budget approved for next school year. Lean around? Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) That's another, that's a whole nother show. Um, but uh yeah it 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 cost a it cost a small fortune and um and it was a multi day training so you know that adds up the expense too but um what are what are your thoughts on on summer pd i mean should summer be off time for teachers or should that be a time for us to profit and and go when we really have the time to focus and give 100% on on professional development what are your thoughts on that I mean, I'm going to sound like a big, big fat hypocrite because I started at the top of this podcast talking about how I literally didn't have but six days to rest and recover. But I really, really think that summer should be specifically for summertime with notable exceptions for opportunities that are truly once in a, a lifetime. Like going to the national convention for me was a once in a lifetime opportunity Doing the AP scholarship and having it be paid for by DPI and not putting that stress on my school, that's like a one-time opportunity. Or myself. Oh, my God. I don't have $800. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. No way. You should see my couch. Not great. (laughs) 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 No, like, you know, so I would not have done these things because... I believe that summer should be a time to rest and recharge and regain that personal time because we don't have that in the the school year. The only reason I was so booked up this year is because it just they just really just kind of fell in my in my path. And I I took those opportunities because they were extreme circumstances and they were good opportunities. But I don't think teachers should be cutting their summer short to do like Anything that will be reoffered during the school year, no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely not. Right? Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would agree with you on that point. Um, I think that if, um, if it's a really unique opportunity, and especially if it's really specific to your subject area, yeah, I think. And if you're willing to invest in yourself, I mean, I think to a certain extent, we have to be willing to invest in ourselves. whether you are seeking to go to graduate school, uh, for example, um, you know, your school is not going to pay for that, but that's an investment you make in yourself. And, 
but like something like, you know, AP training, for example, um, that should be something your school should, if it's going to benefit the school, I think the school should, should invest in you. But if it's investing, if you're doing something to invest in yourself as a language professional, like attending AATF, for example, I, I think, uh, you know, I would never ask my school to pay for that because one, I know they wouldn't because it costs an arm and a leg. Oh my but, God. So um, but I think that's, that's something that, you know, you do for yourself, like going to actful, which is also on my bucket list. I'm, I'm slightly envious that you got to go to, to national AATF this, this summer. Cause that's on my bucket list, but, um, one day I'll get there and same thing with actful. I'd love to go to actful, but I know my school's not going to shell out that kind of money to go to actful, but I think that would be something I would invest in myself because I think I think you just have to. Sometimes you just have to invest in yourself if especially if your school's not willing to do it for you or able. Sometimes that's it's not that they're not willing, they're just not able. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's definitely the case for my school. Um but I uh the thing that really frustrates me is the high cost of professional development, but then you have to have professional development in order to keep your license going. Like that exactly. is so frustrating and I, you mentioned national is super expensive. I went as a future leader. So I went as a AATF future leader for North Carolina. And had I not gotten that scholarship, which does not cover the full price, like it was still, it really cut into my savings, but it was such a good opportunity. And, and like, I do not think I'll be ever able to go again because it is so expensive. Like that's why yeah. I decided to go this year is not just because it was in Philadelphia, which is on the East Coast, but I decided to go this year because the future leader opportunity fell in my way. And had it not been for that opportunity, there's no way I would have been able to go. Yeah, it's it's expensive. And um, this is, you know, a good time to plug Flank. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we are big fans of Flank here. And um, registration for the upcoming Flank conference, um, which is I think a very affordable PD that you can, if your school's not willing to pay or able to pay, I think it's a language conference that is very affordable for mm -hmm. teachers. Uh, and, um, go ahead. And they have a beginning teacher scholarship too. So if they you're do. in your second or third BT year, you can do a reduced rate. You have to pay up front, but then they send you a check in the mail that, that reimburses it. I got that, I think, my first year teaching, and that was really, really helpful. Yeah. And it, it's such a it's such a great conference. And if you've never been, um, especially if you're a new language teacher, uh, definitely make this something that you do for yourself. Uh, the conference is coming up. It's going to be in Winston-Salem this year. Ooh. It is the weekend of October 20... 20... Fifth and six. Hold on here. I should have. I don't know. I should have looked at this before we started recording. I mean, it is the weekend of the twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Winston Salem, okay. and you can register and get more information by visiting the Flank website at www.flanc.org. Um, it is one of the. It is the largest um, language conference in the southeast. It's a two day conference, um, and Aren't it's just. Flank? It's just amazing. What's that? 
isn't isn't membership of Flank included in the? Pl- in it the pl- is. So when you when you pay to, to attend, you are automatically a member. Okay, and then you get lots of like member perks, right? Like, don't they we all- do? Yeah, we we offer. Um, I say we because I'm I'm on the board with Flank. Uh, we offer what's that? Yeah, you didn't know the date. I know, I know. I'm. So <laughs> um, but so no, we. Uh, Flank offers, um, like Caroline mentioned, um, we offer scholarship for new teachers. Uh, if you're in your first three years of teaching, um, like she mentioned, we offer the scholarship to pay you back your membership. Uh, not your membership, but your um, conference fees. Well, uh, they same- offer small grants for projects for teachers. Um, we have the Teacher of the Year program. Um, lots of great stuff uh, going on for, for language teachers in the state. Um, so if you live nearby, if you're a, a South Carolina teacher or Virginia teacher or even a Tennessee teacher, um, uh, with the conference being in Winston-Salem this year, um, uh, definitely definitely come check it out. Those of you who might be living uh, on the western side of North Carolina, um, definitely come check it out. Plus, Winston-Salem is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I like Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem, Greensboro area is where I grew up, so I'm partial to it. Um yeah, definitely come out. And so you can probably help. So that's one way to access PD. It's not summertime PD, but it's actually content specific. Like they have different strands too. Mm-hmm. So the ATF has a French strand where they have sponsored blah, blah, blah. What's the word? Presentations. Yeah. That's a way you can access PD if you don't want to go in the summer. And then through the AATF, if you're a member of the AATF, you can apply for small grants to help offset the cost of some of the PD that you do in the summer. And that's true with other language organizations, too. I know the AATG and the AATSP also um, have similar opportunities for those if you're a language teacher of German or Spanish. Um, uh, definitely check with your language organization because I would be willing to bet that they offer similar programs. And like, we should be probably pretty clear. Like we always mention the AATF and Flank on this show, but we are not sponsored by them in any way. We have no, just, no. like really, really, I uh, would not be where I'm at teaching wise if it was not for the people that I met through the AATF and through Flank. And that's why we always talk about them. Like they do not pay us to run the show and to talk about them all the time. Um, If they wanted to, we would be open to discussing. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But, you know, like I just wanted to say that because I don't want this to come off as like one of those like sneaky Instagram ads. It's not. I just really, really, I get a lot of support from them, and I think that the PD that they offer is the best PD of the entire year. And that's why we talk about them all the time. I would have to agree with you on that. And I think that uh, through my connections um, and affiliations through Flank and AATF, um, I think it's made me a better teacher, quite honestly. Absolutely. Flank is how I met you and Heather and everybody. That's true. Ever sat and watched me cry on a bench <laughs> i don't think i had that privilege but uh maybe one day oh one day, one day. <laughs> we'll find a reason no, well no. let's circle this back to uh to I summer so we had the privilege uh it was, it was a welcome surprise when i found out mm-hmm. that we were both attending the same mm-hmm. summer training uh which happened to be at unc charlotte uh, this summer 
And um, I think we both came in with really high hopes uh, and expectations. Because everyone else that's gone through AP training always talks about how amazing it is and how like their teaching will never be the same as a result. And I was so excited. I wanted that process. I wanted that. Same. And uh, it was not that. It took one hour into the training on the first day to realize um, that Maybe. I should have went to Senegal after all <laughs> and told my school, you can't drop this on me at the last minute. Uh, but I changed my whole summer plans Ooh. for this training, and it was probably the worst PD I've ever attended, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're not going to say names because we don't want to. We don't want to put this person on full blast. But I mean, it was not. It was not great. So you know that AP binder you get at AP training? Basically, we were read that binder over the course of four days. Eight hours a day. It just read a binder to us. Yeah, it was the opposite of what good teaching is. (laughs) I was so, 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 so frustrated. And I still don't understand the grading scale or the, the grading rubric. No. I had questions on that. Like, how do you, how, if I'm trying to explain to a student the difference between general and, and what's the other one? General and, um, oh shoot. I, I, I should have had some of that stuff with me to look at it. Uh, anyway, it's very subtle. I think the, the differences between a five and a four and a three, et cetera. It's, it's very subtle and it's extremely subjective. And when we would ask uh, the the instructor um, questions, uh, she took our questions, and I don't think we were aggressive in our questions, but uh, it was a small group. There was ten of us. It was t- it was ten ten teachers in the in the class, and um, you know we all shared the frustration, and um, we would ask questions for clarification, like, can you give an example of what? Uh, the difference between generally and um, I forget the next, level, like the next that. level up was, you know, and she would just, she was getting, she would get frustrated with us that we didn't understand. And when we would say things like, this sounds really subjective to the reader. You keep, uh, saying, you keep and, saying we, but yet you were the only one out. Well, okay. You were not the only one, but between you and me, Jeff was the one that was like asking questions. Whereas I had completely given up because I was also very jet lagged and Jeff got you guys so <laughs> yelled at so consistently. It was like watching a docu soap, but everybody was in the room with me. It was very, it was, it was like micro aggressive and then full on aggressive. It just, it was, that was the interesting part of it, but that's not what the interesting part of AP training should be. No. And you know, and I think the difference is I've reached the point in my career and age in life that I'm just like, I have nothing to get lose by <laughs> calling this lady out. Not that I was calling her out. I I don't think I you was very, aggressive to her. You're very I was polite, polite and professional, and but I, I had legit questions and got um, yelled at. And I did, I did, and I in in a very um, 
Well, I know she's not the only French uh, instructor from College Board, so I will say in a very French fashion, I was reprimanded. <laughs> and, it was, uh, um, it was uh, like going yeah, back to time and yeah. seeing the kind of students that we both were in high school. Jeff was like asking questions and engaged and trying to like figure it out. And I was like, well, I was frustrated. I was more frustrated by her and her lack of clarity and what was I was asking her the question? Oh, I for the multiple choice, the first half of the test, and I was trying to ask her how do you determine five, four, three, two, one on the the multiple choice part of the test if you don't penalize the students for guessing. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. That was I... the last day, and and she looked at me like I was completely stupid for even asking such a question and and she never did answer the question uh, and to this day i don't understand how you know if the students right. aren't penalized for a wrong answer then how do you get a five four or a three a passing grade can i tell you something yeah please after we went to AP training as you as it's been established. I went to the national conference after and mentioned that I had just finished AP training. And um, some people had asked me who I did my AP training with. And this was like multiple individual conversations. This wasn't like a full mm -hmm. group. Everyone agreed. But from what I gathered, um, our experience was her like typical teaching style. Like our experience was not unique. We are not the only people to have been frustrated from this experience. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate. And I will say a positive thing, in addition to having the chance to um, collaborate with you once again in person. But um, cool. it was it, we did meet some cool people. And Rachel and Kim, if you're listening, um, hello. Uh, but we did get to meet uh, some other teachers from other parts of the country. And then I felt bad for them because these people flew in. So they had, they added oh, expensive they airfare on top they of it. Drove. Oh, they drove. That's they a, drove that's like, no, Rachel, Rachel flew. I think Kim drove, but Rachel flew. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. But I mean, we did as, as you know, and this is another, I think a good thing about PD is um, when you do it outside of your school, uh, you you get to meet and network and we did meet some cool people and exchange some contact information and i think um we will be our own mini network as we move forward in ap this year um mm -hmm. supporting each other through the because process Facebook friends so it's like official you know it is i see i'm not facebook <laughs> friends i'm a linkedin friend um Who are you Rachel. should i use linkedin Speaking of PD, I don't know. You know, uh, that's a, that's a good question. And if if you're in the well, of course you're in the education field. You wouldn't be listening to our podcast if you weren't. But um, how can educators better use LinkedIn? Because I feel like friends of mine in the corporate world, um, my wife also very much in the corporate world. Uh, you know, they're getting contacted. My one friend and my wife has been contacted many times by headhunters. Nobody has ever reached out to me and said, we love your resume. Um, we'd love you to come work for us. That's never happened to me. People but, do that? Yes, people do that. Um, Michelle's been contacted many times by headhunters and 
by people looking for somebody who does what she does um, for jobs that she's never applied to. Um, another friend of mine uh, who lives in the Milwaukee area, she's very corporate America and, you know, she's been contacted many times through um, LinkedIn as well. And she actually, when she was visiting me earlier this summer, that was something cool um, that did get to happen this summer is I did get to connect with uh, family and friends who came to visit that wouldn't normally come because I'm not home to be seen. But um, uh, this particular friend I'm talking about, uh, she she came down and we, we were talking about this very thing. And I was telling her that, you know, I LinkedIn, I didn't see the point of it. Nobody ever looks at my stuff and never getting contacted. And and she looked at my page and she gave me some pointers on how to like make it more interesting. So um, can I just say, I feel like Facebook is the same. I feel like it fulfills the same purpose. So like maybe this just comes from my generation, but here's how I see it. Snapchat is not for me. Snapchat is for like, you know, the, 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 the early twenties, 19, 18 year olds. Right. So Snapchat yeah, we're definitely like, too old for Snapchat. Snapchat's like the low tier of professionalism, right? Instagram is for your personal life. Facebook is to flaunt your professional life. And that's how I kind of divide it. I don't use my Facebook for anything other than just talking about how awesome my kids are. And that's really it. And maybe every once in a while, I'll like post like a French recipe or just talk about quiche. But I usually use it specifically for the same things I would use LinkedIn for. See, then you're using LinkedIn wrong because LinkedIn is. Yeah, because LinkedIn should be like the professional you. And then Facebook is for, you know, all the other stuff, memes political mm. fights uh <laughs> if you're me um and uh sharing of photos and stuff like that seeing what everyone's up to um that's that's the difference it, linkedin has a very facebook feel to it but okay. i think it should not be used the same way like i wouldn't put certain things that i might put on facebook i definitely wouldn't put on linkedin you're a little bit more political on Facebook than I am lately, not to get political on the podcast, but there's a lot to make me angry lately. But in real life, I think we're about the same, but I think it's just, I mean, it's just a tool. We just use it different ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so to talk about, we the, um, to kind of bring some closure to our disaster uh, PD this summer, you know, things were so bad. Did you end up writing a letter? Cause I know that I wrote a letter, Kim and Rachel wrote letters to the Institute director at UNC Charlotte, letters of complaints. And just like, you know, we spent a lot of money, our school spent a lot of money and we're no better off now than we were before we came to this training. I did not write a letter because I have a lot. I was like kind of hitting, running, running, running. That's after true. That. So I really didn't have time to sit down and funnel my anger. And by the time I had time to sit down and reflect on it, you weren't it angry anymore. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even now, I'm not that angry over it. I just I don't feel prepared. I feel like yeah. I'm not to teach the class. That's why I'm frustrated because yeah. I don't feel much more prepared. There were positive things. There were things that I learned from it. Like I would say 
10% success as far as things that I learned from it. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I think 10, 10 to 12%. Well, this is the first time I have ever wrote a letter of complaint like I, I, maybe I've just become that person that I said I would never know. be who, who complains. Like I need the manager. I mean, yeah. uh, have I become that person? Uh, maybe I have. No. Uh, you're much more likely to 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 take it on the chin and find your way to to equilibrium and just make it usually, better. usually. Yeah. And I worked with him in France, where there are lots of stresses, and I will say, like Jeff, usually just rolls with it. I do. So you you knew I had to be really angry to write an email, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, so as we, um, I see we're already forty minutes into the to the show here. Why don't we, uh, hey, we start it- to wrap it up? And you know we like to end on good notes, good things. Um, and since this is the back to school special. Um, Back to work, if you will, Caroline. Yes. Um, Thank you. Uh, what What are you most looking forward to this year? What's What's um, uh, What's on the horizon? Okay, well, I have to talk about my current classes right now because I have been with them for four days, and I think this year is going to be wild. I think it's going to be wild. My, In a good way or a bad way? We will have to wait and see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's definitely going to be wild. Do you want to tell everybody uh, you're a saint? I don't even know how you're going to manage this, but uh, would you like to share your teaching schedule this year? Because it's just insane so, to me. Well, the fall isn't that bad. The fall isn't that bad. The fall, I have French one for first block, for second block, and for fourth block. And for fourth block, I also have about 15 kids in a French four class that share the room. So, you know, it's a it's a smaller French one class. And I'm very grateful that they are smaller because I think, um, how do I say this? I have a lot of first semester freshman boys in that mm. class. And they were crazy on the first day, like talking over me, smacking each other, like wild the first day. Ugh. And I was talking freshman. to my sister on the, on the phone about it. I was talking to my sister on the phone about it. And she's like, well, you know, it's only the first day. Maybe they'll get better as it goes. And I was like, no, you don't understand. They always get worse. That's the <laughs> problem. The first day is the best day. And then they get worse. You didn't put the smack down? No, I did the I did the second and third day. I managed okay. the hell out of that classroom. So I redid their seats immediately. Then I had some one-on-one conversations. My two, my two um that were probably like picking on each other the worst. I took him out in the hall and was like, I'm just trying to get an understanding of how you guys know each other. Where's this coming from? And then I shared with them that I could not tell the difference between if they were picking on each other, if they were about to fight. We had a really good conversation. Like we were all giggling and cracking up while we were having this conversation. And here's the thing. They're really, really smart. Like they are really smart. And I think I have some kids in that fourth block, even though they're freshmen, I think that their potential is really, I think there's a lot to work with there. That's awesome. I was really nervous after that first day. Um, And then the second day, we did some very classic classroom management 
Styles had some one-on-ones with a couple different people, talked to these two young gentlemen. Um, we negotiated terms. We agreed to a 30% decrease in uh, picking on each other, and then we shook hands on it. Okay. Uh, one of them had to think about it, which I thought was funny. So we'll see where that goes. But they were great. And then um, the, the, the next day, I had stuff for them to work on on the computer while I spent most of the day with the fours. And I was worried about how that would go because all these kids, it's fourth block. Like, they can't help it. They've yeah. been sitting all day. They, I was worried about how much I would have to, you know, babysit them, blah, blah, blah. And they did really good. They did really good. They genuinely tried. Um, I didn't really have any behavior issues at all. They w- really, I, I think it's going to be really good. Well, good. That and sounds really good. They're like really smart. Even if they end up not being good at French, like you can tell that their emotional intelligence and their like social understandings of how the world works, they have a lot of potential. So I think it'll be okay. Well, that's so great. that's my class mode. In the fall, no, in the spring, I'm teaching a French one class first block, and then I have a three five split, and then I have a four five split in the spring. Well, we're going to have to do an episode later this year uh, because I know you're not the only teacher who finds themselves in these types of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might have to share some best practices that you've learned how to uh, how to co-teach in the same two two levels in the same class. I I, I can't even imagine. We should absolutely do an episode on that because I have a lot of things to share. Like when you first try and do a split class, it's a lot like like you're building the plane while you're flying it. Yeah. Um, but once you get some methods and an understanding of what is and is not possible, then it's easy. It's it's easy. It can be easy. Um, it's one more prep. But if you put the work in on the front end, the kids do not uh do not have a negative experience well that's an episode i would like to listen to (laughs) let's let's do it well i will say my good thing all of this is to say that my good thing this year is my new classroom that's right you got windows i have windows (laughs) i bought an aloe plant today so you know it's real homey in there here's the other thing i have and i don't think i told you about this but did I tell you about the storage room back room? Uh, you sort of did. And that's going to be an additional learning space. Yes. So I, at the end of last year, we heard a rumor that we were going to move to this specific um, hallway. And it was just a rumor. But I jumped on it and emailed my admin and said, In the chance that this rumor is true, I want to argue for this specific classroom because this classroom has a back storage room. And what I want to do is I want to turn that into a secondary classroom for my split level classes. It would help me with classroom management. Mm -hmm. It would give the kids a sense of routine and it would lessen the effect of one class feeling ignored over the other because when you kick them in out in the hallway it's really hard for them to work together because of all the distractions and then they also feel like you're getting rid of them and so um that request was granted 
I'm very, very grateful for that. And what I did was I went in, I cleaned it out like you would not believe, Jeff. I was literally scooping up piles of dirt in my hands to transport it to the to the trash can. It it had been storage for so long. Um, I got the custodians to move the bigger trash out of it. There was like a huge bookshelf. I had them get out. And the class used to be a computer class way back in the day. So all along the side, there's like a long table all along the side. I got the ROTC chief. My, my dude, he brought in chairs for me. He and his kids helped me find uh, 15 chairs to put in there. And um, tomorrow I'm putting the finishing touches on it and fully transforming it into a new classroom. But it has been so successful only in these first four days. You can tell the seniors go in there. They're my seniors, so I don't have to worry about them. And uh, when I need to talk to them, I can just go to the door. They're already all grouped up. They know that when I show up, it's because I have something to say to them. I have a little mini whiteboard I propped up against the door. So when we're doing conversation, I can use that to write words and stuff that they don't know. Um, and I can keep an eye on my level ones just standing at the door while I'm talking to my level fours. It is amazing. That sounds amazing. That's great. That's great. Oh, so, I'm so happy. I am so just, just, I'm so happy because the classroom management thing with when you have a split class can be the hardest thing because your kids, your seniors, for your level four class have to understand that when you talk to your level one class, you need them to be quiet and that can be really hard. And now they have their own space and it's their space. It's like, they don't feel like I'm just shoving them in a closet because I, I put up a word wall and target at the dollar spot. sold these like little dry erase, like just what's it called? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, Mm, words. Um, dry erase it's like boards? a piece of paper. It's like a little mini dry erase board. It looks like a lined piece of paper. It's about like three inches by like, I don't know, eight inches. So it's, you know, decent size. I stapled a bunch of those to the wall to make a word wall and encourage the kids to write stuff on there. They've been already writing stuff. I'm like really trying to make sure I treat it like a classroom and not like a storage room. Because they have to have ownership. Well, yeah. No, I think this is great. And we'll look forward to an update um, at our next podcast. And I I hope that uh, you continue to enjoy the success that it sounds like it's been working so far. I'm so excited. This is my good thing for today and for the rest of the world. And I could honestly talk about it for another hour. But (laughs) I want to know what your good thing is before I get... My good thing. Um, Well, I am ready to go back to work. Um, I've enjoyed my time off, but I'm, I'm ready for routine and I am coming back more enthusiastic, maybe with more confidence because, um, as it turns out, I had a very successful first year of teaching IB. Um, my students did amazing on the exam. Um, I, was blown away by their scores. So I feel very confident moving forward. Like, you know, I was 
really like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough of this? Am I doing this right? And, you know, I had a lot of self-doubt. But now that I've seen the result, um, I'm like, okay, I did something right. And something, uh, they were ready. They were ready. So um, I'm excited to to uh, to get back into it. Um, yeah. It'll be great. What What year will this be for you? In the classroom? Yeah. Uh, let me do the math real quick because Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. This is my fifth year. And I feel like where I'm at this year compared to first year, it just blows my mind. The difference. Like, I feel like I'm growing exponentially as a teacher. Well, I can tell you that you are, um, because, um, (laughs) I just know because I don't cry as much anymore. (laughs) Um, no, you just, you really have come a long way. Um, this is, this is year 22. I'm about to start. Okay. That'll be cool. I can't believe it's 22. I know. I know. It's, um, you, know, you were practically a baby when I started teaching. Yeah. That was, I wasn't even funny yet. <laughs> you could argue that I'm not funny now. That I would you you are that. hilarious. You always make me laugh. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I hope that this year is an excellent, excellent year for you. I hope that they continue to grow exponentially for both of us and that they just keep getting better and better. I'm sure they uh, will. I'm looking forward to another season of recording. Me too. And we are looking forward to a better sound season as well. Um, If you are new to the show, um, we're going to apologize in advance for old recordings where we were still learning out how to podcast effectively. Um, and the sound quality is kind of, but now, um, I think we've got a handle on things and, um, this first episode will be a test of that, but yeah, we're excited. We, we love doing this and we love, um, hopefully providing, um, a fun and engaging, uh, PD for you that unfortunately you're not getting CEUs for, but, um, hopefully you find our show, fun and entertaining um because that's our our goal and informative at the same time um so what else is that i guess that's it yeah i guess that's it um i follow us on facebook and i will put up uh images of my classroom when it's done i'll make sure to post that so that you can so that you can see that I'm not being dramatic when I talk about it is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. In my Give career. us a good before and after. And I think that would be great. I'd love to see that. <laughs> and um, yes, as Caroline said, you can find us on Facebook uh, by searching the collaboration cafe. Uh, you can always email us with uh, questions and show ideas. We'd love to hear from you. If there's a particular topic you'd love for us to talk about, we would love to tackle it and you can reach us. Um, through the Facebook page as well, but also directly at uh, the collaboration cafe at gmail.com. And we um, hope to see you at flank. If you're a North Carolina teacher, we look forward to seeing you at flank. We'll both be presenting. Um, so find us. And we'll be at the AATF booth as well. And uh, we wish everybody a great 2019, 2020 school year. And, um, that's it. That's it. Au revoir. Oh. <laughs>